Hello and welcome to the Global Policy Cast. I am your host Manikandan Ramaswamy. Today I am joined by Mr. Anil Trigunayath, IFS, former Indian ambassador to Jordan, Libya and Malta. Welcome to the Global Policy Cast, Mr. Ambassador. Seeing the conditions around, I believe the statement released by the philanthropist Mr. Bill Gates, he said, "Quote: The world will be able to go back to the way things were in December before coronavirus pandemic, when we have an almost perfect." drug to treat covid-19 or when almost every person on the planet has been vaccinated against coronavirus the drug is unlikely to happen anytime soon which leaves us with a vaccine and good mr ambassador as a career diplomat you spent most of your professional journey in north america europe africa and asia for the indian mission and you should be having a deep understanding of how the diplomatic decisions are made to solve global problems like covid-19 pandemic what exactly strikes your mind when you think of vaccine diplomacy well manik thank you very much uh, actually we are going through an unprecedented challenge and uh, such a thing never happened to the humanity for last century and therefore when i think of vaccine diplomacy as a word i believe that it gives me a sense of relief because vaccine diplomacy will actually begin when there is a vaccine and as you have already mentioned that we are still far away from getting the vaccine and the people more than 7 million people have been infected but fortunately almost nearly 40 50% have recovered also so yes. currently when i look at the diplomacy aspect of it i think the basic purpose of the diplomacy is to generate cooperation interdependencies which are mutually beneficial and therefore vaccine is going to be a global common and i would presume that it would be a great relief for the human kind and it will provide a, a negotiation at the bilateral at the regional and the multilateral level and which will be for the overall benefit of the humanity so i believe that this is going to be once we get the vaccine it will be a great relief for the human kind and i hope that at that time the mercantilist ideas will not prevail and more humanitarian considerations will take precedence compared to other g20 countries like the usa china and the uk india is spending very less on covid-19 related vaccine research so it leaves us with a minimum possibility of vaccine development in indian soil if we go by who research and development blueprint out of 224 total vaccine research candidates around the world north america holds 42% europe 22% and china 19% and now we can't exactly predict where the vaccine will emerge from so what kind of diplomatic move you are expecting from the government of india to bring the covid-19 vaccines to indian citizens from these region you know that not every country can uh, develop vaccines india has a very good uh, track record in the past as far as polio and some other vaccines are concerned we also had a national vaccination mission and yes. but at the same time this is a uh, this, this is a very unique uh, kind of um, virus and therefore many of the advanced countries which have greater facilities and the companies which have whose gdp is almost equal to various countries and they are the ones who have been involved as far as i know there are almost 100 vaccine trials that are taking place in india included and out of which there are 30 groups are working on four types of vaccines in india 
I mean, you must have heard about this Oxford vaccine and some others where Indian companies have been, including our Serum Institute, have been involved. So as far as the development is concerned, Indian companies are involved in these. As far as the um, um, the trials and testing would be concerned, there also the India is involved very much in this. So it is not that we are out of the loop completely. More importantly, as you have seen, that when we when there was a requirement of hydroxychloroquine, which is supposed to be some kind of a preventive medicine, India uh, supplied it to a large number of countries in the world, and including the United States and all the Western countries. And in, in fact, if you see the Brazilian president, he called it to be a Sanjeevni booty. You know, so yes. India has been providing it, and it's not only now. What has happened, it's been for a very long time. The Indian pharma companies, India is a pharmacy of the world. And therefore, yeah. I do not see that there's going to be a problem. And as far as G20 and other countries you mentioned, if you remember that G20 chair this time is Saudi Arabia. And it yeah. was Prime Minister Modi who spoke to his uh, counterpart, or rather uh, Crown Prince uh, Salman, and asked him to have this G20 summit, which was a virtual summit after he did it with the SARC, right? So G20 yeah. summit, and in that summit, the main thing was, main agenda was how to fight coronavirus and have an international solidarity. So India is already on a higher pedestal as far as fighting this COVID is concerned. So I have no doubt that we will get the vaccine. And, and if you go by what President Trump has said, or many other leaders have said, everybody knows that uh, India is in the race to get it. And it will be probably, in my view, it should be treated as a global commons. In this current scenario, collaboration is the engine of global science, especially for developing countries like India. But the Indian government didn't pledge many financial contributions to the multinational organizations like Gavi or CEPI. Why is it so, Mr. Ambassador? Well, I don't think that is correct because you remember that, I mean, this is something that uh, came up only uh, very recently, a few months, two months ago, we had a meeting of all the SARC uh, leaders, right? Yeah. Context, India started this, uh, proposed this COVID fund for the SARC, in which India was the first country to give $10 million. As far as Gavi is concerned, we have this British initiative and India participated along with other 49 countries and we uh, committed $15 million. Like money is not right now the, the, the main consideration in that case. India is there, but India has uh, certain other assistance which it can provide by way of certain infrastructure and the possibilities of joint uh, production and joint uh, uh, research. Oh. So I think that India is doing it. It is not sitting on the fence in this oh. Once the vaccine candidate clear advanced clinical trial, the WHO will use the recommended allocation scheme to distribute the vaccine that are procured from the manufacturers or received through donations. What are the basic parameters WHO would consider in this scheme and whether India stands in it? Well, fortunately, as you know, that uh, India has been elected to the executive board of the World Health, Health Organization. Uh, and uh, currently chairs uh, the the yeah. that body, yeah. right? The executive board. Uh, our health minister is elected yes. there. Now, naturally, in the WHO needs some reforms. It has been under fire for siding with the Chinese or or <clears throat> not being so forthcoming and transparent. So India has tried that. But as you know, the World World Health Organization is a yeah. UN body, and therefore it is a universal thing. Now the whole idea is that it procures the vaccines and provides to the countries that are needy. 
at the same time many countries which are economically strong buys it directly also from the companies or under the bilateral mechanism i think that uh, there will be uh, in a proportional distribution of the vaccine like when india really to today is uh, the numbers are increasing quite uh, exponentially and if it really continues that way we will be quite badly hit we are already number 5 at the moment so i believe that in certain countries where this has already peaked you may not have much of a problem but the countries where it is still growing the vaccine will have to be provided and eventually i mean some people are saying the billions of dollars billions of uh, dosages are being prepared and ready hopefully it will reach out uh, to the neediest and everyone else uh, in the pipeline and i'm sure india being what india stands for uh, will also contribute greatly to its uh, its uh, equanimous distribution in that if the indian government prefer to go for technology transfer model of vaccine manufacturing as we are already producing almost 60% of the world's vaccine what would be the possible covid-19 vaccine distribution policy of the government if it wants to support other needy countries you see and in any in, uh, for any foreign policy uh, the one thing is to look after your own interest national interest national interest is to take care of your own people so that they are not uh, able to uh, spread the virus further and contain it within the country we have one sixth of the world's population in india alone as far as india's policy is concerned as i have always maintained that we believe in vasudhaiv kutumbakam the world is one family india has always provided and stood by its commitments to the world's global welfare and i am quite sure that india uh, if it is able to produce locally either by way of technology transfer or by through investments in creating uh, adequate quantities will provide you know that to africa for example where there is a tremendous poverty and the problem and the disease india has been providing life saving drugs for long long time it has created hospitals there it has provided uh, healthcare now as i told you that paracetamol and hydroxychloroquine even though we had some shortages at home we provided to almost 120 countries in the world yeah. now that is the the basic policy that india follows that is share and care what we have we want to care with our share with our friends and uh, that is the policy i think that india will uh, uh, will continue to do that and it is clearly um, evident moreover as you know that we have also sent uh, various rapid response teams of the doctors and the medical uh, professionals to kuwait and some other countries rich countries uae wanted indian medical personnel paramedics and the nurses and all we have provided them we have provided the medication whatever we have at the moment ppe kits and all which are being produced you know but one must remember this is an unprecedented crisis nothing has happened that like this before and we hope that nothing will happen again like this but we have to be prepared my basic take is that we need to become self reliant as far as healthcare is concerned it is extremely important then only you can help others thank you so much mr ambassador for joining us today thank you manik it was my pleasure